So on this first Sunday of Advent, obviously, uh, I presume shops have been selling Christmas decorations for the last six months, probably, I'd say, just, just trying to make sure they cash in on, uh, on everything that they've been missing for the last couple of months, maybe with lockdowns and things. But uh, so when we think of Advent, obviously, I think our, our attention seems to focus uh, on Christmas very, very quickly and very, very suddenly and everything that needs to be done before Christmas, obviously, trees and decorations and gifts and so on and so forth. Uh, so we might actually kind of skip what Advent is about. You know, Advent just seems to be preparation for Christmas, end of story. But Advent is, has, has its own purpose as well. The pur- there's a very clear purpose to Advent, uh, which is alluded to in our somewhat dramatic gospel. Like, here we are talking about, you know, Christmas and Santa Claus and Christmas trees and little fairies and what are they called? Candy canes. And here we have an angry, uh, uh, a reading, a gospel. There will be signs in the sun and moon and stars on, on earth, nations in agony, bewildered by the clamor of the ocean and its waves, men dying of fear. That was the gospel. Not sure if you noticed that. Uh, it's not very Christmassy, which I like because I think it's a much more kind of realistic uh, indication of what's actually happening, strangely, in our own world. Like, there's a lot, of, a lot of fear out there. Okay, so, so what is the whole Advent season thing about? When I was in Mitchellstown, uh, I worked there for about six years part-time, and they still had the tradition of the station masses. I'm not sure if that was a, a thing here in, in Waterford and Lismore, uh, but it's still still a, a thing there in Cash and Emily, where I'm from. I don't think we had station masses in a long, long time. Um, but a station mass is where, usually in the rural areas, uh, a certain house would it would go around, and a certain house would be chosen to have a mass for that local area. So the local 15, 20-ish houses from that locality would come and have the station mass there. Now, especially in rural Ireland back in the day, this was when you got to have a good old look at what the neighbours had. So you'd walk in, oh, new sofa, lovely. <laughs> Do you know? So the, uh, when, for a station mass, everyone made sure the house was painted, right? Rooms that were never used were aired out. Remember airing, airing, remember airing out rooms and things? Yeah, air out the room and um, them little doily headrest white crocheted things, those best yokes were brought out and put on top of each of the armchairs and all of that kind of thing. And uh, the, you know, the fence was painted and the creaking door was oiled and the best china then was brought out, then the best china, you see. And uh, the good room, which was never used for anything, you know, uh, suddenly then becomes the pride of place uh, for the, the altar and the mass and all of that. And then afterwards, and this, uh, I couldn't believe this, was actually, this still actually happens to this day. After the mass then, the men gather in the back room for the whiskey and the, go, the women go out to the front room uh, with the cups of tea talking about the family and the fellas then talking about yields and silage and uh, weather and matches and the women talking about the family and where they're studying and who's marrying who and all that. And I thought, this is, it's, like, it's like going back in time. But, um, but you'd also hear the conversation going on of, it's a lovely stove now, lovely. where'd you get that? Lovely, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> the aga, aga, is it? Yeah, 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 lovely, beautiful, beautiful, absolutely, yeah. And I see you got the kitchen done, yeah, we got the, we got the, the granite the granite marble, t- the granite uh, tabletops. We didn't go for the, you know, the chipboard or the, with the veneer. No, no, no. Granite, granite. Yeah, it's it very expensive, you know. But my husband, he works, he works very hard, you know. So, it's, <laughs> and it's just, it's when you hear all the kind of subtleties of the conversation, it's very, very interesting, because um, you know you're kind of being checked out, right? And maybe even evaluated, okay? Uh, and it's a subtle kind of a thing, but an interesting thing, none, 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 nonetheless. 
But the preparation that went into Station Masses was incredible. Because they knew that this, it wasn't just about having a mass in the house. It was, you were going to have your neighbours, your, your family was now on show, right? So you had to make sure the picture now of Siobhan was up on the wall with her degree. Right? That, that had to be, and, and, and Johnny then. Well, sure, Johnny's on the way. He's on the way. Now, he hasn't got his degree yet, but, uh, yeah. And, you know, your, your family was on show. Everything that you had achieved or accomplished or did or aspired to do was now going to be examined. Okay. So people put an awful lot of preparation into it. But invariably, for most families anyway, when you're tidying up a place, and this is especially true for some of our community members here, tidying up means moving the mess to somewhere else, right? So the, like during the station mass, the attics, you see the ceilings bulging with uh, all the stuff that had been crammed up there to get the house ready, you know? Uh, so at times, also cleaning around here when, cleaning, when one is cleaning one's room, if I ever have to do a room inspection and you walk into the room and the wardrobe doors are actually tied shut, right? You know what has just happened. Everything has been gathered up, pushed into the water, shut the door, and tape it. And you can see that it's almost vibrating, like it's about to blow. Right? One more pair of socks goes in there, and it's kablooey. Right. So, a preparation for a visit shouldn't just be about moving a mess. A preparation for any kind of exam shouldn't be about hiding our ignorance. Preparation for the more serious things, like the coming of Jesus, that definitely shouldn't be about moving or hiding our mess. In fact, the, the, the kind of strange thing is that when we invite the Lord into our lives, it's exactly into the mess that the Lord should come. The, the good parts of our lives, I mean, he, he knows it all. He knows it all. He knows our hearts anyway. He knows the good. He knows, he knows the bad. He knows the ugly. He knows it all. And there's, a, I think, a fear in us that we, we, we show the, the good stuff to the Lord, the, the things that are working well, the things that, like, the, yeah, so, so yes, Lord, I, I go to Mass. I haven't killed anyone. Uh, that's kind of it then, really, yeah. Go to Mass, I haven't killed anyone. Uh, but there's all sorts of stuff, all sorts of rooms, if you will, in our heart that we do not want him to visit. Rooms like uh, the area of forgiveness. Have I forgiven father, mother, brother, sisters, mother-in-law, all of that issue, all the issues of, of wills then when we get a small bit older and things get complicated as regards, as regards wills and land and all of that? Those areas of, of kind of proper unforgiveness and maybe even, maybe even hatred. Uh, do I invite the Lord into those? There's a, a very good expression I heard over in, uh, in the States once. If, if the Lord isn't Lord of all, then he isn't Lord at all. If he isn't Lord of all, then he isn't Lord at all. If he isn't the God of every part of your heart, then he's not really God at all for you. Whereas if we can invite him into all of the rooms of our house, if you will, all the parts that we think we've hidden from him, all the parts that we think we've presented now and everything looks good, the facade is all good, the whitewash is all up, if we think that we've fooled him, well, we, we haven't. If we think that our, our hearts are ready for him, well, maybe, maybe, maybe there's a bit more work to do. But he's not afraid of our mess. Jesus isn't afraid of your mess. I mean, you think of the, 
what he saw and experienced on the cross, knowing all the sins of mankind, all the sins of past, present, and future. And he knew them all and still decides to such climb up on the cross and say, I love you so much, I will die for you, despite your mess. I will never, ever give up, give up on you. Never. And that's, that's what we're preparing for. That's what Lent is, sorry, Advent is really about. Advent is this, this preparation for the coming of the Lord. And I want, to, I want to invite him into my heart and into my life and into the parts that I thought I had hidden, into the areas of, of unforgiveness, into the areas of sin, into the areas of loss, into the areas of grief, into the areas of, of low self-esteem or even lack of self-forgiveness. That's where, exactly where I want to invite Jesus in because that's exactly where he's needed. And so then we've actually nothing to be afraid of. There may be fear in the world, men dying of fear as they await what menaces the world, for the powers of heaven will be shaken. But if we've the Lord invited into every part of our heart, and the Lord isn't just God out there, but he's Lord of all, Lord of all of my heart, then I have nothing to be afraid of. Then his healing, his love, his light is brought into every room of my heart. And I have nothing to be afraid of. Because when he comes, he doesn't come to condemn, but he comes to heal. He comes to save. So Advent is a, a much more uh, serious and, and profound time of the year, uh, liturgical season, than it may seem. We're preparing for the Lord's coming. And we should be ready. Not by putting up a nice-looking facade, but by presenting to him, showing to him every aspect of our, of our heart. And if something needs to be done, if something needs to be forgiven, well, this is a really good time to look at that. If something needs to be healed, it's a really good time to bring it to him. So that this Advent won't just be a preparation just for Christmas, but a preparation to actually meet him personally. So we ask the Lord today, through the prayers of our Blessed Lady, who guides us through Advent, guides us through that great occasion when Emmanuel, God with us, will actually be made visible to the world. We pray that she will guide us through the season of Advent, this personal journey, this personal walk that each one of us really should undertake. Because if in our own hearts, if God isn't God of all, then he's not God at all. Amen. So dear brothers and sisters, thank you so much for joining us for uh, this homily via YouTube, via our live stream, or via the various podcasts. Uh, thank you so much for, for being part of our extended family, uh, wherever you may be. Uh, if these have helped you in some way, if they have they've blessed you, if they've helped you uh, in your faith in some way, in order to uh, facilitate our mission and, and, and encourage our mission, allow our mission to continue, uh, you might consider uh, maybe donating towards a Holy Family Mission, towards our formation of our young people here in uh, a place near Clonmel uh, in County Tipperary in, in Ireland. So if you wish, you can do so through our website, holyfamilymission.ie, and there's a donate tab there, and we greatly appreciate any help that you can give us. Obviously, we'd be delighted for your prayers as well. Please do pray for us. Uh, this is not just <coughs> a battle against flesh and blood but also obviously we're engaged in a whole spiritual battle here as well so we need your help 
uh, on the spiritual front as well as on the material front in order to, to allow our mission to continue. So thank you so much for your, for your generosity and for your support and be assured of our prayers, especially on Wednesday when we offer our Mass and our prayers for all of our friends and benefactors. So God bless you and we'll hopefully see you or hear you uh, on a, a future podcast or homily. God bless. Thank you.